Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Jeff R. Steele. Dr. Steele is the senior pastor of Redeeming Grace Church of Coleman, Alabama. He's a conference speaker, owner of the Christian music group The Steels, and an award-winning singer and songwriter. Now, here's Dr. Steele. God speaks and says, because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man paid any attention. You have set at nothing all of my counsel and you would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. God says, I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, listen to this. They will call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Can you imagine ever hearing those words from the lips of the eternal God? They will seek me early, but they won't find me. They shall call upon me, and I will not answer them. They shall not find me. I've entitled this message today, The Saddest Story Ever Told. And truly it is the saddest story that could ever be told that a man, that a woman, that a young person would wait too late to call on God for mercy and grace. We live in an amazing time, don't we? Computers within a nanosecond can take us from the place where we are all the way across to the other side of the planet and just that quickly, we're able to see things that are happening on the other side of the world. We have these things called smartphones now. They're smarter than I am. I got a text message this week from somebody on my smartphone. Not only did it provide a little blank at the bottom for me to answer their text, below that box where I was supposed to answer with my thumbs, they had three suggested answers for me to push just one time and it would answer the text I had just received. You do realize what that means. Somebody somewhere saw what whoever it was that texted me had said to me. They knew what they said to me and had provided appropriate short answers for me to give them should I choose not to type anything myself. We have GPS now that can take you to any address where you care to go. You don't even need a map anymore. It's just as well. They don't sell them anyway. You just plug in the address of where you want to go and the GPS will tell you 
down to the very house that you're looking for where you want to go. Have you ever thought about the fact that in order for that GPS machine, that mechanism to tell you where it is you need to know, have you ever stopped to think they have to know where you already are? We live in an amazing, amazing time. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2, it tells us that now, right now, is the time to be saved. It says now, right now, is the day of salvation. You know what? I run into people all the time. When I share the gospel with them, they say this. They say, oh, I'm not afraid to die. And you know what? I get that. They're not afraid to die because they've seen somebody die right before their eyes. As a minister of the gospel, I have sat by the bedside in intensive care or some emergency room. I have watched several people die. I get that, that somebody would say to me, I'm not afraid to die. After you've seen it a time or two, it becomes like any other medical procedure. Death. No big deal. But you know what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27? It is appointed unto everybody in this room once to die. But you're not afraid to die. The problem comes in after we die. What happens then? I don't know about you, but my grandparents, while they taught me some wonderful things in life, they didn't, and I've never had anybody else look at me and say, hey, I died, I saw what was coming after death, and I'm here to tell you about it. Nobody's ever done that for me. And you know what? Nobody's ever done that for you if you want to just tell the truth about it. Now, I know there are some people that have written books and said they've died, gone on, seen the other side, and come back to tell about it. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I just don't believe what they said. The apostle Paul really did die. The Bible says he was carried into the third heaven where he had a personal appointment and interview with the almighty God. And when he came back from the other side, it was 14 years before the apostle Paul could even talk about his experience. And when he did, he would not even refer to himself by name. He talked about himself in the third person. Why is that? I believe because if you ever do go to the other side and see what's over there for better or for worse, you wouldn't be able to even speak about it. No one's ever come back and told me after death, what happens? I've seen death. I've witnessed death, but I've never had anybody come back from the other side of death and tell me what happens after that. Now, the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And then, or after that, we're going to be judged by the almighty, thrice holy God of the universe. He's going to judge us based on what we did in this life. That ought to bother you. 
I'm your pastor and it bothers me. I don't even like the fact that I'm going to stand before and be judged by a holy God. But the Bible says we are. But we've never had anybody come back from that judgment experience and tell us what happened. Our text this morning talks about a day and a time when God is going to be unattainable. Prayer won't work. God will look at you and say, you can call all you want to, but I'm not going to hear you. You can go wherever you want to, but I'm not going to find you. You can seek after me, but I will not be found. There is a day coming for some of us in this room today when God cannot be located. Jesus said in Luke chapter 13 and verse 3, unless you repent, unless you come to Christ through conversion, unless you are born again, unless you are biblically saved, you will all, we will all likewise perish. The question today is not whether we should be converted to Christ, come to God through his only begotten son, Jesus. The question is not whether we should come. The question is when should we come? Number one today, I want to say to you, I believe you ought to come to Christ. You ought to be converted to God through Christ when you are young. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1 says to remember your creator in the days of your youth. Our hearts are so tender when we are young. Aristotle, the great philosopher, said this, give me a child until he is seven years of age and I will show you the man. In other words, what we learn by the time we're seven years old will literally speak to us about which way our life is going to end up. That's one reason I hate it when I hear parents speaking harshly to their children and saying harmful things to them. You're so stupid. You're too short. You're too fat. You're not good enough. I hear those things being spoken to young children and my heart breaks because I know what's being said to that child will affect them for the rest of their lives. Our hearts are so pure when we're young. In the United States of America, we have a life expectancy in our nation of about 72 years of age. You say, Jeff, that can't be true. I know a lot of people who are older than 72. I know people that are 82. I know people that lived into their late 80s and early 90s. Jeff, there are people that live to be 100 years old. That life expectancy of 72, that can't be right. Oh, but you forgot about something. You forgot that is the average life expectancy in America. And it takes into account all of the children who died. All of the teenagers who died. Oh, you need to be saved today while you are young, while your heart is tender and pure, while your thoughts are still being shaped in your head. You need to repent while you're young. You don't need to just be a statistic 
that brings the average life expectancy down in this country. No, if you're here today and you're young, you need to listen to me today. There's going to come a day when you're going to call out for God and he's not going to hear you. There's going to come a day when you seek after God and you won't be able to find him. That's what our text says. And I'm telling you today, it's not whether, but when. And when you should accept Christ as your savior and choose God as the way your life's going to go, you need to do it first of all while you're young. Number two, it's not a question of whether, it's a question of when. You need to remember God. Remember your creator. Remember his sacrifice at Calvary through his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to repent while your mind is still normal. It has been my place through the years to visit many mental institutions and mental wards. You would be amazed if you went. You really would. You would be amazed how many people in a mental hospital can quote scripture, probably more than me, probably more than all of us put together. And they sit around all day in a mental hospital quoting scripture or reading the Bible. I was in a mental ward one time and I'm sharing with a man and he's got a big family Bible in front of him. And I was so proud and happy. It was one of my first visits to a mental ward and I told the nurses, I said, I'm not sure this man needs to be here. Look, he has a family Bible. They said, preacher, open it. And I did. The entire middle section of that family Bible had been cut out and inside that family Bible in the hole where the pages were was a stack of pornographic magazines. This man had lost his mind. Romans chapter one and verse 28 says this, because they would not acknowledge God God says, I will turn them over to a reprobate mind. The picture there is this. God says, okay, I gave you a good mind. I gave you every opportunity to hear and respond to the gospel message. You wouldn't respond, so God reached down and scooped out their mind that was fully capable of thinking about God and gave them a mind that could not think about God any longer. Do you have a good mind today? A mind that can comprehend what's being said to you? A mind that can let you know this is the gospel that's being preached to you today? Do you feel some innate movement on you that you should come today to Christ? Your mind is still normal. I can't tell you that will be true by this time next week. Repent while your mind is still normal. Get right with God while you're young and your heart is tender to the voice of God and the things of God. Number three, you need to repent. Get right with God. Be saved. Get born again into the family of God. You need to do it today while the gospel still has an appeal to you. That bump, bump, bump in your heart today is not some kind of a heart disease that you have. That bump, bump, bump in your heart today is the voice of the Holy Spirit saying to you, come to Christ, come to Christ, come to Christ. And now 
the scripture says, is the time. Today is the day. And the fact that you can hear it, feel it, and acknowledge it says that at least for this moment in time, the gospel still has an appeal to you. And you need to get right with God while it still does. I talk to people a lot about church. I talk to people about the gospel of Christ. Why don't you, sir, why don't you, ma'am, come and make Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord. Ensure your place in heaven someday. And I can tell by the looks in their eyes. I know just by looking at them. I'm wasting their time and my time too. Because God has withdrawn the wooing power of the Holy Spirit from their life. They're not going to be saved. They literally can't be saved. We live in this country with an idea. We know the truth. We're going to accept the truth. It's going to be a part of my life someday, but I'll do it when I'm good and ready. Did you know the Bible says you cannot come when you're good and ready? The Bible says in John chapter six, you cannot come unless Jesus said, the one who sent me draws you to me. You can't come unless he does. And there's some of you that have played the game so long, you are one step, one opportunity away from never hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit ever again. I have a friend of mine that was preaching a revival. He said there was one man that came every night, sat on the back row. He said by the time Thursday night came around, I was standing on the platform and I noticed he was visibly emotionally moved by what had happened in the service and the message that I'd presented. He said, I noticed tonight the man was sobbing and heaving, nearly shaking the bench with his emotions. So finally, he said, I did something I never do. He said, I left the platform. I walked to the back row where he was sitting. I put my arm around his shoulders and I said, sir, it's all right. God knows. Jesus loves you. Whatever your need is, you can give it to him. Just saying general things to him that maybe would help assuage his emotional condition. And finally, the man pulled away from me. Jerking back, he said, preacher, you just don't get it, do you? My friend said, what do you mean? He said, preacher, I'm not weeping over what I feel. I'm weeping over what I cannot feel anymore. Don't get to that place. Don't get to that place where you are a dead person walking, dead person walking because you can no longer hear or feel or sense the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit says, come today. 
you'd better obey his voice because our text told us today there will come a day when you go searching for him and you can't find him. There will come a day when you will call out his name and he won't hear you. You need to get right with God today while the gospel still has an appeal to you. While you're young, you need to get right with God and the Bible says so. While the mind is still normal and can think, you need to get right with God and the Bible says so. While the gospel still has an appeal to you, you need to get right with God and the Bible says so because you can't do it when you want to. You've got to do it when God through the Holy Spirit draws you. And if you're being drawn today, you need to come and get right with God. And then lastly today, you need to get right with God while life lasts. Just like you couldn't control when you came into this world, you cannot and do not have any control over when you leave it. You need to get right with God today while you can still breathe. While you still have life and breath in your body, you need to get right with God today because, friend, once this life is over, and it may not even be that long for you, the gospel may lose its appeal to you. Your mind may turn off just like that. But you surely need to get right with God while your life lasts. Because there's not one single chance you will ever be able to turn the page of salvation once this life is through. Every head bowed, please, and every eye closed. If you'd like to contact Dr. Steele, you can go to his website at jeffrsteele.com. If you'd be interested in Dr. Steele coming to speak or having the Steeles minister at your next event, there's a booking inquiry form there. You may also call the office at 256-590-2068.